5: Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh yeah. Where each week we share <laughs> stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Woo-hoo! I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting from Middle School Studios in Culver City, California, the heart of Screenland. It's not just the home of the funniest thing, it's also the home of the little rascals. Little rascals. <laughs> And um, I am so excited about today's episode. Yes. we got Mother's Day coming up around the corner. Yes. And today's topic is, my rotten mother was the perfect mom. Ah! And uh, funniest thing, this morning, I told Ed this earlier, and I'm going to share it with everyone, in my morning routine, um, in a book, one of the books I read each morning, a little daily meditation book, it's. Touchstones Daily Meditations for Men, if you wanted to know. And it's by Hazleton Meditations. And wouldn't you know, May 8th, this is a, the quote right at the top. Perfect. Children begin by loving their parents. As they grow older, they judge them. Sometimes they forgive them. Oscar Wilde. You know who he was, right? Tell me about him. He's my favorite fruit from years <laughs> ago. Yes, Your favorite fruit. Yes. Okay. And uh what do we got now? We got we got um the three breaths we're going to do. Yes. We got uh great stories? That's true. About forgiveness? Yes. And letting go of blame? Yes. And we also have some what are we going to do for our breathing?
2: Oh, breathing.
5: The daily uh, word yes. we're going
2: to use for inspiration. From the daily word. Each week we Harvest the landscape for a good breathing activity. And yesterday we got it right out of today's Daily Word, which was perfect. Um, This one, basically, the whole thing is I am at peace. From today's Daily Word, the the Daily Word was inner peace, which we will get to later in the show. fits perfect with the topic. So, uh, Daryl, are we going to trade off today? I think I can do it. Okay, good. So, I'll go first. Shall we? Yes. Yeah, so Let's I'll just, just take a nice clearing breath. <sighs> so we say, "I am at peace."
5: I am at peace. I
2: am at peace. <sighs>
1: ah. <sighs>
5: Oh, are you okay? Yeah, brought out my inner child <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh. Saved by the trumpets You know who's coming <laughs> There Who she is,
1: is
2: here <laughs> Gabby, our poster pitbull <laughs> oh, With the
5: Funny listening mailbag
2: Alright, dig in deep right. let go in.
5: Wow, look at this one. Ooh, this This, is beautiful. Yeah, this one is actually uh, came to us via the Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed Facebook page. Yes. Which uh, we recommend that all our listeners like because we're always posting funniest things. Right. And we love getting listener mail. Listener mail.
2: We love to hear from the listener. Why don't I read this one because there's something in it for you. Yeah, there is. Go ahead. I, I scanned it very quickly and I found... It is from Ellen Devincourt, Unity's very own Ellen right. Devoncourt, and uh it says
5: it's, it's, going, I think it's Devonport. I think I believe her name is Devin oh, <laughs> well, the love is in there. she knows that we love
2: her, yes, 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 so uh. <laughs> Uh, the-
5: <laughs> oh, continue. <laughs> I'm just so delighted
2: to be on the air at Unity Online Radio, the Voice of an Awakening World. And uh this so today's mail says, "Hey guys, just catching up with yesterday's
5: show." What was yesterday's show? Well, actually, she's referring to last week's show. She, she obviously posted this probably Thursday of last week, and she's referring to the episode that was Ignore the Worm and Bite the Apple, yes. which was about valuing ourselves okay. and not listening to a little fearful voice that goes, well, I don't know about this.
2: I see. So it says, you really are amazing spiritual teachers like no one else. And you said something I'd like to hear more about. The universe doesn't know who's who. I think I know what you meant, but, Daryl, what do you mean?
5: That's <laughs> a good question. Because sometimes things, question. Some things come out of my mouth, and I'm not even sure what they mean until after I said them, and I go, wow, how yes. did that happen? But, yes. But what I was trying to say, and this is actually a good question, because I kind of just threw that out there in the middle of the talk, and right. didn't really, we didn't really get back to it. Little kernel. It's one of those little kernels that pops out. And uh, what I was referring to was the fact that whenever we go into an agreement with someone the topic was really about you know getting involved in situations with other people right and sometimes we say yes when our heart cries no because we're afraid of how we're going to look to other people you know or what they're going to think of us right rather than staying true because that's fear talking yes. rather than staying true if you know no means no yes means yes and whenever we do stay true to that at least i found myself and i i'm not perfect at this but every time i do the other person's fine with it right always and right. it always works out better but it's always scary so what, what i was trying to refer to was when i say yes and i get involved with something that I really didn't want to, but I feel, oh, I better because, you know, this guy's a friend and I don't want to hurt his feelings. Right. Um, That really God is on both sides. And what I was trained is God. The universe doesn't know who's who, which means is these are spiritual laws. You know, just like gravity is a spiritual law. And just to make it easy to understand, if Ed asked me, hey, Daryl, let's jump off this skyscraper. It'll be fun. And my gut says, I don't know, this isn't a good idea, but I don't want to upset Ed. Okay. Well, God's not going to suspend the law of gravity because I was the innocent victim. Right. In this. No. When I agree to join with somebody in anything, whether it's good or bad. Right. Well, then even if it's like agreeing to do. Shortchanging me because i'm afraid to say no i really need to charge for this the last week i talked about charging to do illustrations for a book right you know and saying no i'll do it for free well if i say okay i'll do it for free well i suffer the consequences of that because i'm actually joining a guy who's taking advantage of someone yeah i'm being taken advantage of but i am just i'm a cooperator yes i am actually in agreement right with that decision right and i will suffer the consequences of it right right until i learn to say no when i mean no right and yes when i mean yes and i'll suffer those consequences which are usually good consequences right you know always good consequences
2: so this sort of levels the playing field because there's these universal principles that are at work and it's not like this person's better than that person in right. the eyes of god we're all uh the same and then we all have uh, opportunities to listen to that voice inside. So it may, that, that's why I love these principles because it frees us up. It's not like – what was that – something someone once told you about the fella at the, at the meeting who was uh, rather well off?
5: Oh, my God. Because that yes. kind of applies to this. Yes, that was a great thing. I was sitting in a – it was a spiritual group I was in. And uh, this guy, really jolly older guy, started, you know, giving a a talk. Right. And the person next to me was a friend of mine. He said, that guy, Jack, is the happiest guy you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. And I was still young, you know, (laughs) I was still new to all this stuff. And I, I looked at him and I said, of course he's happy. He's rich. Right. And the guy that I was with kind of looked at me with, like, disappointment and said, no. He's not happy because he's rich. He's rich because he's happy. Right. That was, and that, that really hit home. And right. it's because it's really about what's happening on the inside Right. and the choices we make right. that create our experience.
2: Right. And it, we keep learning about what true prosperity is, which is aligning up with the creative flow and uh, tapping into that, Joyful feeling, and it, it really has nothing to do it, – it, it, it will come out in terms of healthy finances and stuff like that. Yeah, but it well, begins with the feeling of joy, creative connection to God. Right.
5: And also not swindling ourselves. Yes. And another great story, this is just to get last week's episode out of the way because right. we have another thing um, – during that episode, I shared about how Laurie, my wife – Was in a business situation. Right. And she was going to be doing a big event. Right. And she did all the prep work for the event. And then all of a sudden, the um, director of the event starts bringing back, like, well, wait a minute. We don't think these people are going to be, you know, willing to pay these prices that you gave us. Well, the prices were set months ago. I see. And this was all agreed upon. And now Lori, but Lori had to make a decision because part of her is going, well, maybe I do charge too much and I should cheapen it. Or what if, you know, I don't know. I don't want to lose this opportunity. But, you know, what? when those voices come up and we feel sick. We feel sick because I'm trying to swindle myself. I'm committing fraud against myself. Yes. And I've gotten into those and it never feels good. It always ends up in resentment. Right. And uh, I'm the one who suffers the most. Mm -hmm. But in this case, Lori and I said this on the last episode, she said, you know what? Fine. I'm willing to refund all the deposits. Right. And let go of this. Right. And sold the director. You know, this is it. I, I just can't. I cannot do it for those prices. Mm -hmm. I'll refund all the deposit. Funniest thing. Once she valued herself, this was crazy. All of a sudden, now there's no problem. They don't want the money refunded. The director is on board 110%. Right. And nothing's changed other than Lori said no to trying to shrink herself because of fear. And it's amazing because there's no hard feelings either.
2: Right. Isn't that amazing?
5: Yes, but we say, oh, I better say yes to this or I better say no because we're afraid there's going to be hard feelings. Right. No. The, that's another thing where universe doesn't know who's who. And when we when we stand into the shoe, you know, we put our feet in the shoes that God gave us, our big boy shoes and wear big our big boy pull- shoes. And I'm a big kid now. No. We put yeah. our pull-ups on. Right. It's amazing how we're rewarded. Yes. You know, right perfectly to that right to that attitude that behavior right yeah Yeah, there's two things that when you were telling me
2: this story that came up in my mind one is that just like today's daily word which is inner peace lori chose to value her inner peace her listen to her inner guidance and so she valued herself in that way and then the value her true value came reflected back to her even though it appeared like She was going to be undervalued. But because she listened to herself and didn't worry about what someone outside of herself was saying, she ended up getting even more value at it and by, by less effort. More value, and she was able to feel at the end of the day. I guarantee, like she could be more confident even in the yes. future of trusting herself.
5: And when we go through these lessons, we never have to repeat them. Yeah. Meaning, we never go down to this level again. We'll have to learn another lesson different at a higher. You know, yeah, a different yeah. version at a little higher, and that's the great thing. Right. But if I don't grow, and that's what that's why today's topic, right? Which is going to be really all about forgiveness and yes. eliminating blame from our vocabulary. Yes. Letting go of the belief that we've been somehow
2: shortchanged in life, and that's an excuse to continue to shortchange ourselves. Yeah,
5: you get all the breaks, Ed. You had two parents. I got nothing.
2: Right. Yeah, right. Whereas (laughs) from my perspective, oh, you had it easy. There was no one ever around to tell you anything. Yeah,
5: and all that does is all I'm doing is reinforcing in my subconscious mind that there's always going to be somebody or something that keeps me from success. Poo-y. Right, right. But I'm doing it to myself. Yeah. See, there's
2: the one The one other thing about the story you told about Lori's situation, which I which I wanted to point out, is that in a way she also let the director off the hook. Because it's like in the martial arts, you know, yes. going with the energy and stepping – just stepping aside and letting her go in the direction she wants to go rather than trying to get in front of that moving train, which right. would have just created more conflict and – A heightened sense of uh, upset.
5: She didn't argue. Right. She wrote a very, you know, peaceful note back. She didn't say anything aggressive in it. Right. Just like, I I will not be able to do it. Sorry, it didn't work out as planned. Right. I'm willing to. And that's what I need to learn, too, because the chance is always to, like, brace yourself. Yes. And when I put myself in that bracing I told you what I learned in the when I was in the service that Marine said when he said do you want to know how a coward goes through life right Fizarro. and I was like yeah I was, <laughs> was yeah. the worst part of my life I'm like yeah whatever you can yeah. show and he goes like this and he stood with his fists up, you know, and his hands clenched, like he's ready for a fight. Right. And he goes, "This is how a coward goes through life."
2: And this is a big tough guy, right? This
5: was a marine, yeah. Who was I mean, in a marine
2: is like the several, toughest. Yeah, the several
5: tours in Vietnam, and it was when I was in my cups at the time. And this guy, right. he's responsible for changing the whole direction of my life introducing me to unity and all this you mentioned his stuff. name or? yeah his name's it was master Sar, uh, gunnery sergeant mike urton okay now we're friends on facebook yeah but he's holding his fist like this he goes this is how a coward goes through life mm-hmm. bracing for a fight right and then he lets go of his clenched fists puts his arms out with his hands open and a big smile like to hug uh-huh. me and he goes and this is how a courageous man goes through life wouldn't you like to be able to go through life like this, Fizarro? Right. And I was like, yes, I will do anything. I'm right. thinking to myself to go through life like that. Please show me. Right. You know, and it was all this stuff that we're learn- that I learned that now, you know, we're sharing to others on the funniest thing. Yeah,
2: right. You it's know? all about what was, what was coming up in my head was the thought of, this is all about affirmative prayer. It's about affirming that everything has already worked out. So if there's some kind of conflict, the first person who's willing to just affirm that all is well right now, like what Lori did, and say, no, I'm going to stand in my power. I'm just going to be lo- loving and be clear. Yes. It's like turning the light. On. Someone just needs to turn the light on in the room. Once the light's on, everything kind of starts to work itself out.
5: I help myself with this simple, short little saying, I go, God never panics. Because my tendency is going <laughs> And go, Nope, God never yes. panics. And that seems
2: to settle me down. Oh around. man. Yeah, that stuff is so helpful. Because sometimes there's just this stuff just pops up in my mind. My mind just starts coughing up stuff that is just crazy. Like my son Elliot said this week about meditation. Oh, this is perfect. And you gotta
5: let him know how old your son is. Yeah, my son
2: is ten, and my wife was talking to a friend who was going through something, and my son knew that that there was a meditation that they attend the next day. So my, my son, Elliot, said to my wife, oh, it's a good thing you're going to meditation. He said, meditation, it's good for cleaning out the circuits, like bringing a janitor to the dirty halls. Perfect. That is just...
5: And, and comfy, with that, uh, I think we better... Uh, we're coming up on our next segment. Okay. So, so uh, uh, thank you for
2: listening to Funniest Thing on... Unity Online Radio. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Go
1: We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual
3: Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives.
1: In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on Earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? do you know who could be called the king who loved too much or what it means to be a jezebel or that the best love story in the bible begins with the declared commitment of two women the Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of god within you find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into biblical power for your life Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
5: Welcome back to Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to Better than expected outcomes. Yeah. Usually you hear yourself going, funniest thing. I can't believe that yeah, happened. It is true. And this is the time we always like to take to give our thank yous to everyone. And last uh, segment, I read a letter from Ellen Devonport. Devonport. That's right. And she's one of Unity's own. And right now she actually has a series, a special series titled Kingdom Come on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Pacific time. So that would be? 6 p.m. Central time. Central time. And um, we also like to thank who? Dude,
2: the person who makes us comfortable. That's right.
5: And that is Jeff Comfort, our engineer. Because every week he takes us right into the comfort comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a shout out to the prayer line, 1-800-NOW-PRAY, which is 800-669-777. Two nine, that's a wowful right there. I had to do my breathing exercises, and uh, it's a great tool. Great um, tool, you know, to call even if you're a grown man like us. It's you know, you go in your car on your cell phone. No one needs to know, but there's just something about taking that action. Kind of seems to like release the burden. I could think clear. And funniest thing, the prayer really does change things. Oh
2: my goodness!
5: And of course. We also like to thank our sponsor, iItaly. iItaly. The one-stop spot online for info and entertainment concerning Italy and Italian-Americans. Yeah. Oh, and you could. visit... Oh, 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 my, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: back. It. It's <laughs> the <laughs> <Coastal Football. laughs>
5: oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. What has she
2: got? Let's see. Go deep. We love Gabby Gabby. the Postal (laughs) Pitbull. Before I read this little note here, we also wanted to add that if you would like to visit iItaly online, visit them at i-Italy.org. Yes, you can. And looky here, looky here. What do you got? A little bit of parchment that has been sent our way all the way from San Francisco, California. All right. Stop bogarting the mail. Let's hear it. From one Billy Crosby. (laughs) <laughs> he actually looks like a young, handsome Bill Cosby, which is pretty ironic. That's right. So Billy Crosby says, you guys are like the Daily Word. You always seem to be talking about exactly what I and probably everyone else need to hear. That is kind of you, Billy Crosby, to say. We appreciate it. That, that is
5: an awesome compliment. You're not kidding. Because we love the Daily Word and the Daily Word is us. Is unity's... Uh, Magazine, yeah, publication. It's a public- 1924. 1924, but it's more than just a magazine. It's really, sure is. it's really a morning meditation or daily meditation mm-hmm. booklet, and it's not filled with a lot of ads or anything. And you yes. just get your your daily word message, daily dose of some affirmative prayer that kind of recalibrates your day. Here.
2: Oh, dude, when I wake up in the morning, so it's, like, it's like I'll wake up, I'll have a peaceful feeling, and then sometimes that my, my mind starts going. And it's just like the perfect thing. I I make my way to the sofa. I sit down, I read that, and it literally reopens the door to feeling good again for me. So I appreciate it.
5: Oh, it's the and if you're interested in you can go to dailyword.com. That's right, dailyword.com. And um, I'm going to read today's. Excellent. Which goes perfect with today's topic. And it's, uh, it's Inner Peace, and this is for Wednesday, May 2013. I am at peace. I am at peace. These words quiet my thoughts and soothe my mind. I speak them softly to myself, feeling their gentle vibration move through my body. Tension melts away. I am still. I am at peace. I draw on the peace of the Christ presence by focusing inward. The true source of my inner peace is always within me. Consciously attuned to the center of peace, I release any concerns about the outer world. I let go of fear pain and expectations of others i drop any worry about my responsibilities knowing i will return to them refreshed and re-energized i willingly and gratefully accept the peace of the indwelling christ and carry it with me throughout this day uh, uh, i used to actually keep a copy of this it's small enough in my pocket when i worked at the honolulu police department at right. the receiving desk and i i would just like during the day get a little hectic or a little negative you can imagine yeah and i would just go in the bathroom you know and just sit there read it right and just ah oh, like even just now reading it i was you know even the excitement yes, of the show like i kidding. read this and now i feel like oh yeah
2: well i like that it says i am at peace it's it doesn't necessarily mean where you're starting from at that yeah. moment. It's, it's it's declaring that I am now at peace. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. bringing
5: yourself into the place of peace. And we don't skip the Bible verse at the bottom anymore. Not it used, anymore. It used to scare the bejesus out of us. Yep. But uh, we found actually a interpretive Bible known as the Message. You can get it anywhere. Actually, a Catholic nun gave it to us. That's right. And it... it, it, it actually interprets these bible messages in today modern day language but i'm going to read it as it's written here first and then we'll let you
2: yes then read. i'll read the message version perfect yes okay
5: here it is peace i leave with you my peace i give to you i do not give to you as the world gives john 14:27 beautiful and from the message the same
2: verse john 14:27 reads i'm leaving you well and whole that's my parting gift to you peace I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught.
5: Oh, that is so good. That's because right. my idea growing up my whole life was the reverse of this. It was. I got shortchanged. Right. You know, I was left high and dry. Everyone right. else gets the breaks. And I'm going to jump right into this Mother's Day story so we can get, get it out there because... This was a profound experience I had regarding my mother. And it all started, you know, way back when when I was, I guess I was about 10 years old, and they would have these assemblies at, you know, my school. This was back in Clifton, New Jersey at public school nine. And uh, all the other kids in the class are like, oh, is your mommy coming? My mommy's coming? Because, you know, the plays were the during the day. Right. All the other classes would be in the auditorium, you know, sure. like the basketball court set up with folding chairs. And usually the mommies would come because back then the daddies were. This was in the 60s, late 60s. So all the other kids are going, is your mommy coming? My mommy's coming. Is your mommy coming? And then, Daryl, is your mommy coming? And I would nod, yes. But inside, I'd be thinking, Please, baby Jesus, don't let my mommy come to this assembly. You know, That's all I could think about. I just did not want my mother to show up to the assembly. And this particular time, I was up on stage. The assembly started. I scanned the audience while I'm on stage. My mother's not there. Ah, and everything's going great. Right. And I kid you not, I'm only about 10 years old. And all I'm thinking, we're halfway through. And I remember, it was exactly halfway through. I was watching the clock at the back of the auditorium. And I'm going, yes, she's not going to come. And just as I had that thought, I hear this loud kachunka. And it was those big, you know, those big brass kachunka bars on those doors in the auditorium? Mm -hmm. Those fire bars or whatever they are, panic bars. Yes. All of a sudden, kachunka. Everyone in the audience just turned around, looked at the back of the auditorium. And there's my mother. And she's got her frosted hair all batted out of shape. a uh-huh. super tight sweater, those tight capri pants, heels. Uh-huh. Her purse is hanging off her arm. And she goes, my baby! And points to the stage. <laughs> Everyone just turns around. And they're all looking at, you know, us up on the stage. And I'm actually thinking to myself, well, right. there's four other kids up here. You know, maybe they won't know that's my mother. Right. And then she just let me have it. Uh Daryl. And I was just like, oh, man. I just wanted to fall on my cardboard sword and end it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that my mom came up with. Let me tell you something. If you ever meet another Italian kid from New Jersey named Mm Daryl, give him my condolences. (laughs) Because there was no mistaking who his mom that was. Sure, sure. So now I'm walking home that day and I'm already humiliated beyond belief. Uh Uh-huh. You know, because of her behavior, and now halfway up the block, I hear this blaring music. It was Brazil '66. Mm. You know, like one of those houses that plays the music too yeah. loud. Yeah, it was my house, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh no! I get to the house, and now I know what's coming. I, as soon as I open the front door, there's my mother. And of course, I don't know what's with these drunken moms. They always want to dance with their young sons. You know what I mean? Sure. So she goes, come on, dance with mommy. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, all right. And I'm just saying, I love you, mommy. You know, just to get her to stop dancing with me. Sure. And then five o'clock, boom, everything changes. My dad shows up. Now my mother's going for the cutlery draw. You know, uh-huh. I hear it hit the floor. Uh-huh. I hear my dad screaming in the kitchen, Billy, put down that knife before you hurt yourself. And then all of a sudden, I guess, you know, my mom had one of those moments of clarity, like, well, I want to teach this guy a lesson, but I'm not willing to go to jail for Wait, it. So
2: your, your mother was intoxicated. <laughs> she had been drinking. Yeah. And your dad came home. Yeah. You say your mom went to the cutlery drawer, so she was grabbing knives. Yeah, and uh, so you're you're expecting a, a fight of some sort to of break out. Okay, I just yeah, want to yeah. be clear. <laughs> I know it's good. Course, I know. I know some of the listening audience. I just want to set the scene. Yeah, they
5: might find this is that unbelievable, but for us, it was pretty much every day. Okay. So anyway, it's the- so a knife fight. So now, yeah. So now it's like a knife fight from the West Side Story. Yeah. And my dad is screaming, "Hey, Billy, put down the knife before yourself." So I guess my mom thought, "Well, I don't want to go to jail," you know. So, Billy is your mother? Mother. My mother's yes. name is Billy Jean. Okay. And she uh, throws down a knife, and now she takes off all her clothes. Uh huh. What does she do? Boom. She goes out the freaking door uh-huh. into my neighborhood. And it's like twilight out. I mean, people could see. Right, and right. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to die. And my dad, all of a sudden, Daryl, Eric, Eric's my younger brother, get out here. Your mother just ran out of the house naked. Uh huh. So I start like putting on my shoe. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my dad looks at me going, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting on my shoes, dad. What are you doing putting on shoes for your mother's not wearing any? Get out there. Uh-huh. We're losing her. I'm chasing my mom. I, to this day, Ed, I could still hear my mother's bare feet like pat, pat, pat on the sure. asphalt. Sure, And she's jumping the neighbor's hedges like a wild gazelle. right. And uh, porch lights are popping on like Uh, paparazzi flash bulbs. And I'm like dying. My dad's got, I don't know if it was a towel or a bathrobe. And he's like in front and me and Uh my brother are trailing behind. Halfway down the block, I had a crush on this girl, Rhonda yeah oh my god to me she looked like Cher you know from Sonny and Cher sure she had the long straight brown I was in love I used to draw little pictures for her but I was too scared to like give them to her okay so I had the older kid next door John Volley would like put him in the mailbox for me yeah so this was like that real puppy love stuff uh-huh well my dad is now tackling my mother my naked mother with a terracloth robe on Rhonda Mangle's lawn and I'll never forget Rhonda Mangles, you know, they wouldn't come outside the door. She's right behind the screen door with her two parents behind her. And I'm thinking, oh, how much worse can get from then on? Rhonda was like kryptonite to me. Like any time I saw her all the way up through high school, as soon as I saw her, I lost any shred of dignity. I'd be like Mr. Olympic. Yeah. You know, and just walk the other way. Mm hmm. And not, you know, shortly after this incident, my parents got divorced and I was raised by my dad. Now, here's where things get twisted. Okay. because now that my mom's gone, you know, I start thinking, you know, I should feel better now that maybe she was the cause of all me feeling insecure. And, you know, and my dad raised us and he was pretty heavy handed and I would I would always justify his behavior by going, well, that's because my mom left. You know, right. of course he's mean to me. Or I see. Yes. Disciplinary. I was always throwing it on her. And just so everyone knows I'm not perfect, what happened was <laughs> because I felt so insecure at school still, even with my mom gone, um, I, I was like, I need something to like impress these kids. And then the day came when I found where my dad hid his card playing money. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know why I was snooping, but you know how we snoop when we're kids. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. Home alone. And my dad was always at work, so. Yeah.
2: My friend's parents also had a big stash of mine hidden in the closet. So okay. I know
5: okay, good. So we all have one of those. My <laughs> other two, you know, from when I was, <laughs> was a child,
2: terrible, actually, yeah. Perfect. Similar situation as well.
5: So anyway, uh, you know, my dad would have these card games every Thursday night with his buddies, but. So and, and I was home at lunch because I would come home and make the dinty more stew for me and my brother and walk back to school, you know, because I was kind of like the second parent. Even sure. It's only about sure. 11 or 12. So anyway, I was probably at 11. So anyway, I find and I'm not an idiot. You know, I'm like, I'm, he'll notice if I take the paper money. Sure. Right. Right. So what I do is I decide I'm just going to take these ten dollar rolls of quarters. Right. And I don't know. But I mean, back in 1972, you know, a ten dollar roll of quarters was worth like what? A lot. Eight, like eight thousand bucks, man, oh, for a kid. Yeah. You so I'm buying these giant bags of Starburst, Starburst fruit chews. Yes. And I'm bringing them to, like, I never like Starburst fruit chews, oh, but yes. all the cool kids loved them. You're the life of the party. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you're learning. Yes. So now I'm on this school night playground, and I'm like a rock star, man. Yes. It was like throwing herring out to like hungry sea lions. Uh-huh. These kids are eating this stuff up. I'm loving it, right? And this goes on for weeks. I'm stealing these rolls of quarters, right? You know, actually, there was a time when the guy was buying the Starburst from at the candy store said, "Hey, where are you getting all this money?" Uh-huh. And I, I said, uh, "It's allowance and shining shoes." I guess because I saw like the little rascals sure. and stuff. I, I mean, this is 1972. No kid is shining shoes, right? But I said, and you know what? Even though that felt bad, it. It, it wasn't enough to override oh, how yeah. good it felt to impress kids yeah. with the starburst star yeah. fruit chews. Sure. So what happens? I'm walking home one day, skipping home to get another roll of quarters. Right. I see my dad's car in front of the house. Oh, my God. Uh huh. He's on to me. Oh, man. Because... This guy's never home at lunch. Okay. So I'm walking up. How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get out of this? I can't run away. I'm only 10 years or 11 years old. I get to the front stairs. Before I could even walk up the front stairs, the screen door opens. He goes, Daryl, I got to talk to you. I'm like, yeah. Um, I noticed someone's been taking rolls of quarters out of my card playing money. I'm like, yeah. Have you seen your mother around here lately? Oh, man. I nodded. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was only 11 years old I tossed my mom under the bus (laughs) (laughs) I really want to end this story but we're coming close to the end of this segment and actually this is the perfect time to stop before I share actually how how it all turned out years later so
2: uh, let's see so coming up after the break we will uh, hear the Conclusion of your story. We got a joke of the day and uh, a few other fun things. So uh, thank you for uh, listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
3: Take eight. Are you feeling trapped by a situation you can't control? Don't know where to find help? Do you wonder if help even exists? It does, and it's always been there for you, hidden inside the ancient New Testament story of Lazarus. Unity Books invites you to unlock the secrets to peace and healing in The Lazarus Blueprint, new from best-selling authors Mary Alice and Richard Jafola. Marvel as they unveil six steps for overcoming seemingly impossible situations. Read about people like you who've used the steps to triumph over personal illness, financial hardship, and even the loss of a loved one. The Lazarus Blueprint offers a fresh new approach for fixing anything in your life. With steps so universal, timeless, and powerful, they can work for everyone. Make it your turning point. Get the Lazarus Blueprint today, online at unitybooks.org.
1: Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, Tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. Only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
4: We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio.
2: All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing, where just before the break, Daryl was sharing a story about, about how at age 11 he was dipping into his father's poker stash and then ended up throwing his mother under the bus.
5: <laughs> and uh, now
2: we have the shocking conclusion.
5: Yes, it's, it's actually a very shocking conclusion. What, what happened was... That just gives you an example of how mixed up I was then sure. and how I felt towards my mom and, yeah, you know, and how I would save my soul at her expense. And then even later on over the years, I would justify, it was like my blank check, you know, well, my mom left and, sure. my, you know, and by the time I was 18, my dad had passed away too. And I would use all this stuff, right. blaming, right. you know, anytime my back was against the wall or not realizing that that's what was hurting right right well you heard a little bit in the other segment i referred to that master gunnery sergeant mike Burton, and that was a time in my life i was about 23 when i hit a wall and thank goodness for that and i was introduced to all these spiritual laws and right including unity including unity and course in miracles and prayer and meditation right and it became obvious that i can't go on blaming my mother From my problems. Right. You know, I'm responsible. Right. Right. And how it just holds me back. Yeah. So I I began writing my mom. Got in touch with my mom. You know, even though i had been out of touch for, geez, the past 10 years or so. Sure. Sure. i reunited. You know, I got in touch with her and I'd always send her postcards at the time I was stationed in Hawaii. Right. Call her up from time to time. Just let her know I love her. Right. You know, but the odd thing was, you know, it still felt kind of ambivalent. Like, I knew she was my mom, but it, there was no real su- super connection. Right. Until about eight years ago, the damn quarters started bubbling up in my head. Right. I would call my mom or think of my mom, and then this little voice would go, you should tell your mom you're sorry about those stealing those quarters and blaming her. But then what happens? Whenever the thought of making amends or, or making an apology or admitting I'm wrong, comes up my mind likes to go on the defensive right and look for even the tiniest little shred of the other person's you know yeah, bad sure. character or defect i'm good so what's my mind doing you should say sorry about it no oh, i was just a young kid you should say sorry about those quarters oh she left us she's she should be lucky i'm talking to her okay you should say sorry about this good finally you know what if you have the, the urge, if this keeps coming up to make an amends, it means you have to make an amends, regardless of how silly you think it is. Yeah, sure. It's God speaking through me. Right. Which is love. God is love. It's directing me to experience more love. Doesn't feel that way. Feels like I'm admitting something wrong and they did yeah. more wrong than me. Let it go. Yeah. And that's still blame. And listen, when you take the me out of blame, it's just blah, blah, blah. You know? So I pick up the phone. I call my mom. My mom sure. answers. And um, you never know who you're going to get when you call my mom if she's drunk, You know, had some drink stuff. But this was perfect. She was lucid. She goes, hi, Daryl. I said, "Mom, I got to tell you something. I said, do you remember a long time ago when Daddy blamed you for stealing those quarters from his card playing money? I said, I was stealing them, and I lied and said it was you. And she, she, she got quiet for a minute, and she just said, oh, Daryl, we do silly things when we're kids, don't we? And then she was quiet, and she started to get a little bit, like, choked up a little. And then she just opened up, and out of nowhere, she just started saying, Daryl, I got to tell you something, that I can't, every day doesn't go by that I don't feel horrible about leaving you two boys that was the hardest thing i ever did Mm. and i don't want to go to my grave having you two think that i didn't love you i love you both very much and when she said that all that nutty Mm. thoughts of she left and she embarrassed me it started evaporating and I remember how when she taught me to tie my shoes, she was always patient and loving and oh. telling me how good I was with each little yes. progress. And she taught yes. me how to draw and color in the coloring book and make sure. the outlines nice and dark. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh my God. And all that came out in just this simple, I mean, all that was in my head, but I couldn't say all that. So, But what came out said it all. I just said. mom we love you you know and i said i love you mommy yeah and it was like oh my god and this is and then you know it dawned on me was my mom really trying to embarrass me by coming hammered to that play no my mom was only 18 years old when she had me Mm -hmm. so when i was i don't know 10 or 11 she was still very young and And she felt intimidated by all these other moms. And she probably thought, you know what, I'm just gonna have a drink because I wanna show up to Daryl's play to just so I could show up and not be afraid. Right. Because they think horrible things about me, because I make all these horrible mistakes. Yeah. Has a few drinks, and that feeling of euphoria takes over, and she loses track of how many she has. Right. And do I really think she didn't want to make me feel uncomfortable when dancing. She wanted to include me in how good she felt yeah. when she wanted to dance with sure. me. It wasn't, I mean, I was too young young to see it then, but that doesn't matter. That's right. What matters is how I see it now. That is it. You know, it's never too yes. late to have a happy childhood. That's right. And just to end this nicely, it was just two years ago, and you know this story. Yes. And you were alive and my friend at this time. Um, I had gone back to New Jersey to spend some time with my younger brother, Eric. Correct. Now, by this time, Eric hadn't spoken to my mom in over 10 years. Yes. He just felt, oh, she's crazy. She's a nuisance. She always calls and, you know, and she could seem a little odd, my mom, you know? Right. So before I went back, I had this urge. I'd love to go see my mother with Eric. But I'm not, but I've never pushed anyone. I never, and that's another thing. I never demanded my mom say she was sorry if I did. Right. She, this, wouldn't, this opportunity would have never happened. If I said, Eric, you should talk to mom, it would have never happened. I just pray that, I just send love to all of them. And funniest thing, magic happens. Right. So my brother, I said, Eric, I was thinking, would you want to see mom while I'm back there? And he goes, I can't believe you, you asked me this. I said, why? He goes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking the only way I could go see her would be with you. So I said, great, let's do it. I get back there. And this was the plan. The plan is always this when you go to visit my mom. Don't tell her you're coming. You know what I mean? You got to do a surprise attack. Because if you give her too much of a heads up, I know she'll get drunk. And then by the time we get there, she's too drunk to, to even enjoy. So... I said, let's not tell her we're there. We drove two hours. She lives up in upstate New York. We drove up there. We were about, I don't know, not even a minute away. I call up on my cell. Mom, oh, hi. You know, she's lucid. She's sure. Her husband Joseph, I said, me and Eric are coming to visit. Really? I said, yeah, today. we. She goes, when? I go, we're going to be there. We're just around the block, you know? Uh-huh. So she goes, okay, good. She hangs up. And. On the ride up, my brother kept saying to me, but Daryl, I don't understand. Why did she leave us? Why did she leave us? Like that kills him. Sure. He goes, I have two kids. I could never leave them. And I said to Eric, I said, Eric, she was overwhelmed and afraid. She didn't hate us. She was afraid. So we we pull up. Right. My mom is like in her car, in the driver's seat. Right. The door is open. Her husband, Joseph's like over the door. And right. you know, something good's not going on. Sure. You know, it's like, and I tell my brother, I go, don't park behind her because I didn't want her going reverse and ram us. She's in the driveway. And Joseph looks to us, like, get out of the truck. And then my mom's kind of caught, you know, feeling caught. Sure. Like I know the feeling. And she comes out, and Joseph turns and goes, oh, she tried to drive away. And I said, and my mother came out, and I said, Mom, did you try to run away? Were you afraid? And she said, Yes, I tried to run away. I was afraid. Yeah. And then um, I gave her a hug. I said, don't be afraid. Yeah. And we spent time with them. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. But the amazing part was the ride home because my brother kept saying, oh, my God. I'm so glad we went. He said, I just thought one day we would hear that she died and be like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, You would always tell me that she was afraid. And now I know that's the only reason she drank. That's the only reason she left, because she was afraid. How can I not love someone that was afraid? Yeah. It was, you know, it changed. It changed a lot for me, but it really... Had a dramatic effect on my brother who hadn't visited her or talked to her for 10 years and just thought she was a nuisance. And one day, this drunken old crazy lady that we call the mother, we hear she died and we'd be like, oh, well, she died. And now he said, I'm going to feel sad when she dies. Wow. And now he goes up on his own and surprises Mm. her. And he knows she's either at her house (laughs) or she's at the fireman's club drinking You know, it's like a dingy VFW hall, but that's where her and Joseph are happy. And she drinks martinis there. Right. And she feels like she's, you know, the most prosperous, elegant woman in the world when she does. And that's fine by me. And this is what I mean. My rotten mom, my rotten mother. Yeah. Turned out to be the perfect mom for me.
2: That is a beautiful story. Because.
5: Look at my life. Yes, I would not have this wonderful life I have today. I wouldn't be on Unity Online Radio, right. Voice of Awakening World. Right. <laughs> if I didn't have, she was the yes. perfect mom. So yes, how I could I blame her for anything except all be grateful for all this? Right. This is a beautiful story. I,
2: I'm really touched by the way, wh- the way this healing, in effect, happened not by. You know, like sometimes we imagine eventually they're going to see it our way and they're going to tell us this and this. But by you doing your forgiveness work and then opening the door with Eric to go there and for him to see her for who she is and love her unconditionally for who she is, that – is that is beautiful unconditional love?
5: That's God in action. That God is God is in action. Because I didn't convince anyone. I didn't convince right. my mom to apologize. Right. I didn't convince my brother to love my mother. Over these last decades, I didn't do any of that. That's All incredible. I did was send love. Yes. And trust that it would all work out. Yes. And just do the stuff that I'm called to do, even right. though I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm sorry. Right. I never want to say I'm sorry. It's funny because that is like the
2: cornerstone of this whole thing is that it's in our hands. And it seems so much <laughs> like I need someone else to change sometimes. you know, It yeah. seems so like logical that that's the case. But when we get the real deal, like what you have with your mom, The effect is so much more profound than if I had forced someone to guilt them into apologizing or something like that. This this is – that's a fantastic story. Today, in uh, a book we read by Alan Cohen. This is an excellent morning meditation Excellent. Book. A Deep Breath of Life, it's called. I love this book because it's very matter-of-fact. Yes. I would love this book mixed in with all the other things I read. I look forward to it. And today, he's talking about forgiveness. And there's just a couple lines Funniest to read. thing,
5: today's message yes. in his book. Today's
2: message happened to be about forgiveness. And the lines that i uh, highlighted here is this. Forgiveness is not just a wimpy act of withholding an attack for a wrongdoing. It is a dynamic, creative, and practical force that has the power to manifest miracles. When we let go of judgment, we free ourselves to enjoy a peace that surpasses anything the world has to offer. Man.
5: That is all. And he also writes in there another thing I got to give him credit for is he writes. Actually, I think he got it from The Course in Miracles. It says, Forgiveness... Always gives us what we want.
2: Always, right? And the real deal of what we want. No pushing, no yeah. shoving. And it arrives in the most amazing ways. That's why this show is called The, the Funniest, funniest thing. thing.
5: or Funniest
2: Thing. It's really about forgiving, forgiving, forgiving to get back in the flow of this amazing, prosperous Life right. that is here for us. And
5: stepping out boldly, when we say that, we just mean stepping out on faith of knowing that God is always on our side.
2: That's right. What do you want to end with? A joke, a song? What do you want to do?
5: Well, we got a couple. That, well, the joke is so short, right. and the song, the, the rock and roll song, but let's do the joke first. Okay, let's bust out
2: the joke of the day.
5: The joke is really good. Do you want to be the Sunday school oh, teacher? Yeah. The Sunday school
2: teacher asks, Now, little Johnny, tell me honestly, do you say prayers
5: before eating? No, sir, little Johnny replies. I don't have to. My mom's a good cook. Oh. <laughs> oh and now dust off that book of rock and roll okay. songs, Ed. This one's straight from Jersey. We oh. love it. Oh, yeah, that's an intro for it. Look at that book. It has a mullet. Man, that thing. This is a mullet. It's wearing spandex. That's from the 80s, baby. This is from the
2: 80s, baby, and it's real simple. And it goes like this One, two, three, go. Your Your love is like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I need. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And that's exactly what I got from mom. And it is exactly exactly what what you needed, man.
2: So, uh, We'd love to hear from you. Mother's Day is just about here. We'd love to hear your stories from about from you about how you discovered that rotten mother to be your perfect mom. <laughs> yes, it always yes. is. It always is. So send all your stories, comments, and suggestions to Thing at org. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at Daryl and Ed and find the Funniest Thing fan page on Facebook. Thank you, as always, for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio.
3: Are you in a relationship for all the right reasons? Do you have the confidence to be yourself on a date or in your relationship? Do you lead with your heart or do you follow some fabricated rules of relationship engagement? These are the types of questions host Anita Ross explores in Let's Talk Dating and Relationships, a Unity Online Radio special series. She will guide you into discovery about your own relationship paradigms, readiness, and desires. If you want to get clear on what a thriving and loving relationship means for you, then join Anita Ross live on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central from May 8th through June 12th, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.